listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. We've got Miracle Word Kids posters with the confession that we do with our kids every night on the poster. So you can see, this is uh, Jenna's daughter, Bella. I am powerful. I am wealthy. I am wise. I am mighty. I have honor. I have glory. I have blessing. And uh, from Revelation 5.12, and it says Miracle Word Kids at the top. So there's a, a version in white And then we have this version in purple as well with with, uh, all the colors for the confession. And um, that's that's my cousin behind the poster, uh, Grayson. And so that's the purple version there. So we have two different color versions for you guys. The white and the and the deep purple, you know, whatever. But that's Um, the confession that Maddie and Brooklyn that we always talk about say. And there's Bella again. She is so sweet. Look at her. Look at that face. I love that. I love that one right there. That picture is so great. I am powerful. I am wealthy. I am wise. I am mighty. I have honor. I have glory. We're getting the kids to confess this stuff from a young age uh, that no matter what the world tells them, no matter what society or culture tells them, they'll already have this ingrained into their spirit. I'm not a victim. I'm powerful. You can leave that one up, uh, Draven. I love that picture. Yeah. I am powerful. I'm wealthy. I'm wise. I'm mighty. I have honor. I have glory. I have blessing. Something you can stick in their bedroom, over their bed, Mm -hmm. in their bathroom. Something they can start confessing every day like our children do before bed. Just Mm -hmm. a reminder when they're leaving the house. Yeah. That that is what they are when they go out into the world. Absolutely. Um, Go back to the purple one, Draven. I love it. And so these are literally, um, these are available right now in the Miracle Word online and store. It's like, it's like a bluish purple. So yeah. boys can have this in their right. room Yeah, it's well. not it's not we didn't make it like girly. I don't yeah, know how your phone or laptop or tablet yeah, is showing that. It's more like a blue bluish purple. Yep. Yeah, it looks they look phenomenal. Yeah. And I I love 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 the way uh that they turned out. They came out really really good. And if you're wondering about the size of them, um Lynn said I want one for my own room. Um if you're wondering about the actual size of the poster itself, they're 13 inches across the top by 19, 19 inches down. So, yeah, it I know. Isn't she, Sarah? It. She's very, very pretty. I think when you go to the store, you'll see the dimensions um, in the store as well in the description. Yeah, 13 by 19. 13 by 19. So, um, if, you, if you guys want to grab one of these uh, or a couple of them for your family or for the kids, for your house, whatever, um, you can go to shop.miracleword.com. In fact, I'm going to type that in. Um, so you guys can see it. Yeah. And, and this is just one of some awesome things that are getting ready to come out. So make sure you are paying attention to what we're releasing in the next, I would say two weeks because yeah, cause there's more stuff there's coming a lot out for the kids. Of awesome stuff coming out for the kids, but this poster, we really wanted to just get out to you first. Yeah. And, uh, you're going to love this. So, I mean, the reason we developed this and, and when I, when I first got involved in then you can bring it back to us, Draven. When I first got involved in fe- and was in finding um, this scripture and started really, really meditating on it, that these seven redemptive benefits belong to us by the blood of Jesus, 
uh, it, it blows your mind to think that the Bible says that Jesus shed his blood. In fact, it says it this way in Revelation 5.11, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive. And then it lists those seven things. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive. Mm -hmm. And so his death and, and his burial and resurrection was a transaction that purchased those things for us. And, and so... And just the kids knowing this about themselves. When you know who God has made you and yeah. the names that you have, that, that the children can say, I am powerful. That's right. You know, then they can defeat any obstacle that the devil tries to throw their way. Absolutely. You know, I am wealthy. Mm -hmm. That they can have earthly riches at a young age. That's mm -hmm. something we teach our children. No I mean, question. we've made them learn to receive faith for finances themselves, like yep. Maddie did this year. And Brooklyn, I T said, tell about that I quickly. said, set an amount. Ask the Holy Spirit what you want to give in an offering that you've never given before mm -hmm. earlier this year. And they both came back to me with an amount. And literally, you know, and, and it, you know, as a parent, you want to help them. You want to bless them. But I, I, it even grew my faith because I said, Lord, I want them to do this on their own. Mm -hmm. I don't want, I, I can and I will to show them God's goodness. But yep. I don't want to be the one to provide for them financially in this prayer that they're asking exactly. for. Exactly, yeah. I, easily I could have given them the amount or said, you know, here's $20 to start it. But I didn't give them one cent. And before one month was over, yeah. the amount, Maddie wanted to give $100 in an offering and Brooklyn wanted to give 50 Mm-hmm. And before that month was over, different people out of nowhere had come up to them on the road we were at in our church and just had given the money yep. and they saved it up and was able to give. And I didn't have to give one cent. So yep. it not only encouraged me, but it showed them that even at and at nine yep. and, and Brooklyn was five at the time because she just turned six at nine and five mm -hmm. that God provided for them with money. Well, you think about it too. Resources. One of the main things, we're not just teaching them a love for giving, but one of the things we want them to see is that, um, God gives seed to the sower. Yeah. That's what the Bible teaches, 2 Corinthians 9. God's the one who provides seed for the sower. And we want our children to understand, if you're willing to get involved with God's covenant, if you're willing to become a sower, God will always put seed in the hand of a sower. And Maddie's desire of her heart was to sow $100. Mm -hmm. And that's a big deal for a nine-year-old. I mean, there's adults that won't give that much in the offering. That's, and she said, no, I want to sew $100, Brooklyn, at five. I want to sew $50. And took step, step down in faith. When you don't have any money coming in, that's a really big deal. Yeah, because both, <laughs> both of our daughters at that point had been laid off from their jobs, so they had no income. And so <laughs> no paychecks were coming in. We were covering their rent. And so for them to have that faith to declare, I want to sew 100 I want to sew 50 and then mom and dad say, this is going to be your faith. We're not going to step in for you. And and, and God brought, just like the Bible says, I will cause men and women to give into your bosom. Right. And men and women were sent by God, blessed them, and they were able to sow the seed they desired to sow mm -hmm. because God gives seed to the sower. It's a lesson to them. Yeah. God gives seed to the sower. And so, and, when, and you know, I know I stopped at wealthy, but and with those posters, your kids will understand their identity in Christ mm -hmm. at a young age. Yep. So they won't have to fall prey to what the world gives their way to love, you know, as girls get older from, you know, boys of this world. And same for, for people who have sons, you know, girls can be just as. <laughs> have to feel like they have to get their, um, um, you know, their, their, um, 
what's the best way to say it? Because people like they grow up, not not just satisfaction, but they almost have to get their um, a confirmation of confidence because they have or acceptance from that kind yeah, of life. I would say because they they came up in a home maybe that was broken or they didn't have father's love or mother's love, and so now they feel like they have to get that from another person. Right. And uh, that that does not have to be the case. They can grow up strong, yeah. knowing who they are in Christ, yep. and not have to worry about what others think about them. And they'll, they'll grow up confident, knowing who God's made them to be. That's right. the desire. Yep. That's the desire. Um, so we want to encourage you guys. Grab some of those for your kids. We say that <clears throat> confession every night. Every Our night. kids won't let us even leave the room. Yeah, Until we've said they've it. gotten to the point that when after we're done praying and everything, if by chance we didn't even just get to the point where we said, "Okay, let's say our confession," mm-hmm. they don't even like say we have to say the confession. <laughs> yeah. Brooklyn or somebody now they try to race each other. Yeah, who can start it first? Yeah, powerful. <laughs> yeah, and then Maddie will be like, "Tomorrow night, can I lead it off?" I know, like that. So now it's become like a thing, but <laughs> sister competition. Yeah, but I'm telling you. But yeah, it, so now they're like. And use it. Use it in your own house. You know, yes, start confessing it with yourself. your kids. Use it for yourself. Yeah, I, I mean, say it over me. It's something that we all need to identify with because that's our true identity was Revelation 5.12. He died for that yep. to become our identity as Christians on the earth. Well, I think, too, sometimes it's people think that all Jesus died for was salvation. And so that's a great verse of Scripture to open up your eyes in the Spirit to all of those things to see how God cares about every aspect of your life, yeah. literally cares about every aspect of your life, not just your eternal soul, but your physical body, your mind, literally your own uh, mental well-being. When it says, I have honor, you know, God restores dignity to your family. He restores dignity to your house. No matter what your family looked like before you in your generation, it might have been a family where, I mean, people were running wild, doing crazy stuff. You know, maybe you you came from a family of alcoholics or drug addicts or whatever. It ends with you and God restores honor and dignity to your family by the power of God. So we we, we start confessing it over ourselves. God cares about every aspect, our finances, our relationship. You know, why would the Holy Spirit, if God didn't care about blessing his people financially, why would the Holy Spirit put into that one verse, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive riches, yeah. And it actually means riches. It doesn't mean spiritual riches. It means actual, natural wealth and riches. Same as it does in 2 Corinthians 8, 9. God cares about every aspect of your life, wants to bless you. So I want to encourage you, you guys to grab them. Christians that expect, that yeah. live in expectancy, that That's expect right. more. That's exactly like right. like Christians hide away from <clears throat> the expectancy, but they're not knowing that they actually walk in expectancy every day with stuff. For something. Because they expect Everyone is to expecting wake up in the morning something. and mm-hmm. have another day of life. Uh, you sit in a chair. You expect that chair yeah. to hold you. So you're literally walking, walking in, in expectancy unknowingly yeah. every day. Absolutely. So now we just need to make sure we are knowing of it, that we walk in expectancy of God's blessing, of his goodness, of his health that he's provided for us. Right. That's exactly right. And so literally, you have to keep it in front of your eyes and in front of your mind. God wants to bless me in every area of my life. In fact, those of you that are watching, I want you to put that in the comments section today. God wants to bless me. God wants to bless me. That's his desire. And I want you to write it, put it in all caps. God wants to bless me. He literally sent Jesus to die, not just so that your soul could be saved, 
but also that you could be healed, also that you could prosper and be in health, also that you could live without depression, anxiety, and right. panic attacks. Yeah. He wants to bless you in every area of your life. And um, this is something that, you know, people have an issue with. You know, you hear people talk and you hear people th say things like things aren't important. And, you know, I'm just worried more about, I'm worried about being in the spirit, being blessed spiritually than being, but, but remember this for all those people that say that things aren't important and God doesn't care about things. And all, just remember this, if that's true, why did God purposely choose in his word throughout his word to bless his children with things? If things don't matter, then why did God make a point to bless his children with things? You know what the Bible says about Abraham? He became very rich in gold and silver and cattle. Gold and silver and cattle, that's things. Yeah. If God didn't care about things, what, what, do you, what do you think? You think the devil blessed Abraham with gold, yeah. silver, and cattle? No. If God didn't care about things, why would he bless us with things? Yeah. And the Bible says that he would. That's what Matthew 6.33 is all about. Matthew 6.33, that, that chapter 6 is talking about the things people need to live. Where will I sleep? What will I wear? What will I eat? You think he was like, God doesn't care about that stuff. He just cares about the spiritual realm. Yeah. No. And the Bible says all these things will be added unto you. What things? The places that you'll live. What you'll wear. What you'll eat. And, and, and actually, Jesus is encouraging us and says, you think God takes care of all these animals? You think he takes care about where they live, what they eat, what, how they're clothed, and he doesn't care about you? Absolutely not. If you'll seek him first and his righteousness, all these things, natural things, will be added to you. He said that in, in the, we use that verse in the book of Job, chapter 36 and verse 11. He's, and God's saying, if they'll only obey and serve me, then people will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. God wants to bless us. And he has, he has no issue blessing us with things. Yeah. He wants us to. You know, people say that about Thanksgiving. We're coming up to Thanksgiving time. Well, brother, I thank him for the spiritual things. You know, I, I'm not so petty that I would, you know, take time to thank him for a car. No, he blessed you with it. He gave you the car you're driving. He gave you the house you're living in. He blessed you with things. Thank him for the things that he's done. Yeah. You know, it, it's a very easy thing to think about. But if you say, if, I, if you have nothing, you can't do anything. That's right. If you have nothing, you can't do anything. The devil wants the church to be in a place where they're always having nothing. Yeah. So that they can't, can't do, do anything. anything. You have no money. You can't do anything that the Lord's called you to do. You can't give to the poor. You can't provide yeah. for your family. I mean, that's logical. Yeah. If I'm not blessed to the point of overflowing, anything. how do I bless the poor? How do I bless the poor if I'm poor? Exactly. How, how in the world can I take care of widows and orphans if I can't even take care of myself personally? You've got to overflow so that you can be a blessing. God said to Abraham, I will bless you and I will make you a blessing. So you've got to overflow and God wants you to be blessed and he wants to bless you with things. If things don't matter, then why did God do throughout the entire word bless his children with things, lands, properties, uh, gold, silver, livestock. Why did he put his hand of blessing on their things? Yeah. I mean, if he didn't care about things, he so wants to. the Bible, living in obedience, that's, I will give you the land. That's I right. I will give you property. I will give you livestock. Yeah. I will give, you know what I mean? I'll bless it's the work of your hands. Giving, giving, giving. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, you know, 
Let me let me just say this before we. You know, <laughs> Not really our thing, but it, I'm just it's, it's in my spirit yeah. because it's been irritating me. But understand this: one of the one of the attitudes that you should never ever have is, "Well, I'm blessed enough." You should never have that attitude. There's a difference between contentment and vision for what God wants to do in your future. There's a difference between contentment and greed. I understand that there are people that operate in the spirit of greed. That's not what I'm preaching. And that's not what I'm talking about. You should never get to the place in your life, well, I'm blessed enough. Oh, really? Because you're looking at your life right now and you think that's all God wants to do for you? Where you're at right now. You honestly believe that's all God wants to do in your life? He's taken you to the furthest point he can take you? Because that's what that is. It's truly a spirit of unbelief. Saying, well, this is all that I have. It's all that I need. This is this is the pinnacle of my life. I don't need to be any more blessed than I am. I like what your papa always said. I'm satisfied with a dissatisfied satisfied satisfaction. satisfaction. That's what my grandfather used to say. Yep. I'm satisfied with a dissatisfied satisfaction. In fact, that would be something good for you to write in the comments and even write down and remember that, that ideology. I am satisfied with a dissatisfied satisfaction. What does that mean? It means I'm thankful for where God brought me from. Yeah. I'm, I'm thankful that I'm not where I used to be, but I still know that I'm not where I'm going to be. I know I'm on, uh, God's taking me on a path that continues to increase. That's why we quote Proverbs 4.18 all the time. In fact, you can turn there and, and, and read that uh, in just a moment. But, but write that in. I'm satisfied with a dissatisfied satisfaction. I'm satisfied with a dissatisfied satisfaction. What does that mean? It means that God's not done with me. God's not done with my family. He's not done with my life. He's got more that he's going to bring to me. He's got more that he's going to do through me and in me. He's got more that he's going to bless me with. Thank God he's already brought me here from where I used to be, but I'm not done moving forward. I'm continuing into the future with more of God's blessing. Why? Because I'm going to be more of a blessing. Yes. You know, uh, looking back at the beginning of our ministry, I laugh now. I laugh uh, thinking about the very first year that we traveled on the road. Do you even remember what our ministry income was that first year? Like it was like six thousand dollars or something. Between six and ten, I don't. It, it wasn't ten. I can remember. I can. I know that it was like it was probably like seven thousand dollars or something like that. It was. It was very low. Our very first year. Thank you, Jeremiah. Thank we you, Jerry. Love you, buddy. Love you. And, and and we we literally didn't think a thing of it. We were so happy to be traveling. <laughs> we know. were so happy to be ministering. We're like, my oh, God, praise God. Isn't this great? Some places you know, we stayed. Oh Lord. It was like a biker gang at one motel. Yeah. We, we stayed at an outdoor it. motel one time <laughs> with a biker gang preaching a, a meeting. I'm when, outside with Maddie as an infant and they've got their vest with like yeah. derogatory sayings and yeah, everything I, all coming up on their motorcycles. Like, Okay. Time to go to church, everybody. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was just like, and I, I look back, our very first year of traveling probably had $7,000 income come in for the entire year. And, um, and, and, and thinking about that, and, and, and you know, I can't imagine. I mean, and, and we weren't depressed and we weren't discouraged. We were like excited. God was using us. Things were happening. Yeah. And I look back, think to myself, like, if I had that mindset of like, well, praise God, I don't need to be more blessed. I don't need to be any more blessed than what I am. Maybe I, this is all he's going to give yeah, us because this is our calling. I laugh thinking about, you know, now 
you know, when we're, <laughs> like the motel at Whited Bible Camp. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think to myself now, like looking back over years, it's like to the place now where we're giving away tens and tens and tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. every single year. You look back at that and think like we didn't even bring in seven thousand dollars in the first year total for the ministry, and now we're blessing people around the world. Uh, you know, giving away so much into the kingdom, like it yeah. blows my mind. And you start to think to yourself in a very short time and you start to think to yourself, like if I would have just let my faith stay there, like, well, praise God, this is all he has for us. And I thank God, you know, I don't need to be more blessed. It's not about me. It's about him. Amen. But like, if you think like that, that God doesn't have any desire to increase you, God doesn't have any desire to move you forward. You might as well just quit because you'll never be able to do any more than you're doing right now. And literally, God has a plan to use his children as uh, literally conduits of his blessing on the earth. To pour heaven's blessing out of heaven and into the earth through his children. And I'm going to be one of those vessels in Jesus' name. If you believe you are, I want you to put that on there. I will be a vessel of blessing in 2020. I will be a vessel of blessing in 2020 in Jesus' name. Good morning, Ted and Ashley. Love you. I will be a vessel of blessing in 2020. And it's going to take you to step out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. Anytime you want to go and you get that stretch to go to the next level of faith, because he was saying like Mm -hmm. people stop, but you have to realize that there's nothing that we ever put a cap on. Mm -hmm. So our faith will never have a cap. We're never going to reach a certain level before the Lord returns. You literally have to keep growing in every area. You're never going to get to the point where, man, I've read the, I've read all of this through. I don't there's nothing else. What else can I do? It's yeah. like th- you unless you have revelation and then every single verse in the word of God, you're not done reading it. Yeah. You're not done reading it. You're no. not done learning, you're not done growing. So you don't put a cap on your faith, you don't put a cap on your blessing, on your finances, you don't put a cap on your joy, on That's your it. peace. Nothing. You don't put a cap on it. You always have to get the mindset of I want more. Mm-hmm. I want more and yep. pull on it and tug on it and get it and you'll get to that point. That's right. I will be a vessel of blessing in 2020. If you haven't written it, write it in the comments. I will be a vessel of blessing in 2020. And here's why. What she's getting ready to read is God's desire for his children. 418, you said? Mm -hmm. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines even brighter until the full light of day. That's it. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn that shines ever brighter brighter until the full light of day, which means that your path continues to increase, gets brighter and brighter. Listen, yeah. and the sun's I'm, rising. It starts a little bit. Yep. And then it goes into full brightness. Um, Mackenzie's asking a question. At what point does it become fleshly giving or can that even happen? Um, Mackenzie, I'm not, I'm going to answer this the best way I can because I'm not entirely sure what you mean by fleshly giving, but I can say this to you, um, and it's a good question. But your flesh, think of it this way, though. Your flesh never wants to truly give like that. The flesh nature, the carnal nature, always hoards or keeps back. That's why the Bible says that in in, in the book of Proverbs. It says there are some who withhold, and it tends to poverty. So understand your flesh nature 
Nobody's flesh nature wants to give. And I'm talking about seeds that matter. Seeds that matter. Right. There will always be something in your mind that says, well, I could use that for this. And we could put that aside for this. And I could use that. And the enemy will explain to you every reason why you should not sow that seed. And so really, if you think about it, giving is an avenue that puts your flesh under. Because your flesh wants to hoard, not release. And so it actually goes against, just like praise, your flesh doesn't feel like praising God, but you make your flesh praise God anyway. And the same way your flesh doesn't want to give. And so what you're doing by your giving is you're literally putting your flesh under and saying, I know you don't feel like giving this and you might try to think of other things we could use this for, but I'm going to obey the covenant of God and honor the, the ways of God and I'm going to sow this by faith. And so sowing by just in and of itself, Mackenzie, is a, uh, I think it's an avenue to put your flesh under. So when you say, I, I don't know that you can in that way. Uh, now, what I would say, Mackenzie, is when people, and I think Paul, the apostle, warned people of this in uh, the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, um, Paul warned that church, he said, don't give in response to manipulation or pressure, for God loves a cheerful giver. So I think what ends up happening when you want to talk about fleshly giving, I would say fleshly giving has more to do with the way that you give. If you come to church and you're just kind of going through the motions and you're just giving because you feel like it's your duty and you're just giving because you feel like you're pressured into it or, well, I have to do this or they're going to think I'm not, you know, that takes, number one, it takes the joy of giving out of your giving. And and trust me when I tell you, anyone who gives like that is not giving seeds of faith. Because nobody, because here, here's why I say that, and you know this to be true, it's impossible to release a seed of faith and be disinterested about it. Yeah. I mean, like, think about it right it. now. <laughs> you, you feel it. You feel it. Imagine, like, for an, like Mackenzie, imagine this. You know, if somebody, let's say, you know, the, I think my cousin was talking about this. The average Christian gives like $6 or something a week. Gives like $6 in the offering. But imagine this. I mean, you can sit there and do that with no feeling. Six bucks, six bucks, six bucks, six bucks. You know, you spend more than that at McDonald's. But imagine, can you do that? Could your heart do that if you wrote a check for $10,000? I mean, I want you to imagine that, Mackenzie, and everybody that's watching. Could you give like that if you wrote out a check for $10,000 to give to God? If you walked that down to the altar and placed that into the offering plate, could you flippantly give $10,000? Now, listen, there are people that could. There's multimillionaires and others that could. That would mean nothing to them. So I understand that every seed we sow is at the level where our lives are at. And uh, but, but imagine personally, because I think most people are at the place where that would mean something to them. Could you just flippantly toss $10,000 in the offering? I don't think most people could because it would mean something to them, which means it would override their flesh and it would make their flesh scream like, I can't believe, you know, your flesh starts to scream at you. You know what you could be doing with this money? And, and you say, no, I feel the Holy Ghost saying, sow this seed and you release that seed. And let me tell you, it puts your flesh under. So when you say fleshly giving, I do think you can give, uh, I do think people can get into fleshly giving, but it, but let me just say this, and this is an important point, by the way, to understand. God's not required to accept every offering. 
That's taught in the word. Um, or, God, or what one what once started out as spiritual giving, like you said, you then get in the routine and you never. That's a good when, point. When the Holy Spirit says it's time to change levels, talk about that. And then you know, if you're like he said, six dollars, or you get into that. Well, hundred dollars was really big for us at one point, and it was big for us at one point. I remember when. Oh that yeah, used to, used to everything's sell been everything. I mean, six dollars when you're a kid is big, and then you got to go to the next level mm -hmm. and the next level, and but then you get into like what he said. At first, it did start off. The Holy Spirit was prompting us to give a hundred dollars mm. here and there. And, and it became, but then it got to the point where it, I would say it was like that, like fleshly giving. It was like no big deal. It yep. was like, we didn't, you get to the point where you don't even ask. You just are like, oh, hundred dollars, hundred dollars. So, so talk about this and because then, do you remember the first time we ever sewed a thousand dollars when we were young in marriage? Yeah. The very first time. Which was r really hard for us because, you know, like when we first got married, everything that came in. We used it. We needed it. Yeah, we needed it. And I can remember, and I can remember for me, were we married at the time when Dr. Leroy Thompson came to the church? Mm -mm. So that was the first time I think that maybe, unless I had done it in like our Thanksgiving or, or our um, our harvest services, that, that was the one of the first times I can remember releasing a $1,000 seed. Uh, and that, I guess I was still single at that point. But I remember, and it was a big deal for me. I can remember it was like a big deal to do it. I remember when we were first married and like first times we ever together sewed a thousand and it like, it meant everything to be like, you know, we're praying like God, as we release this seed, like let it increase. And then you remember, you remember what happened. And it's the same thing that's happened for you. If you've got, if you've been at the level where you've given a hundred dollar seeds often and then it becomes, you just start writing them out or just popping them in. You just, and it's, it starts to be easier and easier. The reason it starts getting easier and easier is because not only is God increasing your faith, he's increasing your level. Right. Because don't forget, as you sow your seeds, your harvests are coming back. So as God started releasing me and Carolyn, um, what happened was our, our level kept rising. And here's what she was making. And you remember, um, uh, say, say this, because um, you remember when you, we come to the realization, like as we're sowing, you know, you you start writing out that thousand dollar check so often you start to recognize in yourself, this doesn't mean the same thing anymore that yeah. it used to mean. So at one point it was something that the Holy Spirit was asking us to do, you know, and more than once. And then it got to the point where he was saying it's time to change levels. Yep. And then because he had already changed our level. Yeah. And that's the mistake a lot of Christians make is that they 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 get into a place of faith, right? Let's say your place of faith currently is at that one hundred dollar level. That like it, to, it when you started on giving sowing seeds like that, it was taking you faith to sow a hundred dollar seed, and then as you did it by faith, God kept raising your level, and so now it's easier than it's ever been for you to sow that hundred dollar seed. But that's because God's blessed you, and so every time now watch this. These my two hands are representative of your personal level. And the seed you're sowing. So if you're sowing, you know, almost like beyond your level, believing for your level to be raised, as God blesses you, you then have to raise your sowing level again so that God can keep blessing you. What many people do, and this is what gets them frustrated, is that God raises their level, but then their seed level never changes. So now they're up here, but their seed has become easy to give, which means it no longer takes faith to sow it. And anything that's not done in faith is displeasing to God. Hebrews 11.6, without faith, it's impossible to please God. 
That's why you and I have made up a decision that we're not going to sow seeds that don't take faith to sow. Sure. And then you, and you know, you can get to that point. And then when he says to switch and, and give a different amount, then you gotta, you gotta switch. If you want to go to that next level, you have to switch because of course it's easy. I mean, now if I give a hundred dollars, you know, because God has changed us levels so much over the years, it's nothing. I, I see a kid, I don't even know. And I'll give him a hundred dollars cash where right. before that was a big deal. That was our seed to God. Right. And so we've gotten to that point. But if we just stayed at that level, we would never have been increased to what, what we're doing now. Exactly right. And so you start to think about what and you happens. you give outside of your comfort zone. Yes. And there's times when the Lord will tell you to give something and, and you haven't given it yet, but you've made that vow. And then something comes your way. A house repair comes or all of a sudden your car breaks down. Don't get into the flesh side when that happens realize that you still continue. You made that vow to God when mm -hmm. you agreed in your heart that you were going to give that amount. That's it. Give it regardless of what just may have come your way. Exactly. Because you'll give, give yourself out. And, and Nick, I'm not sure if you're saying on here about giving to get because we do give to get. Absolutely. That is something we have to train ourselves. I am giving to get something. He said, I've heard we don't give to get. We'll, and we'll talk about that and in a minute. And we do give to get. I want to finish that thought process, though, because this is something that I don't think is taught often, but it's so vital that the devil never wants you to know it. And that is, as God raises your level, your seed level has to be raised. Has to. I can remember clearly, you know, when the $1,000 seed no longer meant what it used to mean to us. And it's because God had so blessed us that it was time to level up our sewing, you know? And I remember that when God took us from that place uh, of sewing a thousand dollars off and we started to start uh, getting into the place where we started sewing 2,500, you remember? We'll get to this question. I'm asking no, you if you remember, you, you remember that? We yeah. went from a thousand into like 2,500 territory. Yep. And we started sewing. And then it sewing. was something we would do often. 2,500 yeah. was something that it and, became. And it stretched us. Yeah. Like we started sewing $2,500 seeds because we knew it stretched our faith. Because that's the level we were at. Yep. And you remember and you remember when that became a place where it no longer stretched us? And we were like, oh, yeah. Just 20. like you can feel it when you give something like that, you mm -hmm. can feel it when it starts to become stagnant. Yep, and easy. You get that feeling. And you've and come to like, me multiple times and said, no, I feel like, I feel like, our, I, I feel like our seeds need to change. I've read, you've, you've said that multiple times. Yeah. And you've come to me and, and, and said, like, no, I, I feel like our seeds need to change. Our seeds need to change. And I remember we leveled up to $5,000 and mm -hmm. started sowing those types of seeds. I remember that when we leveled up to $10,000, started sowing those types of seeds. And, and then and, we did more than that yeah, at and, one point. And then so, so you know, it, it continues to, to increase. Up. So you continue to do more. And I remember when each time felt like, oh, this isn't it anymore. This isn't it anymore. Uh, we've got to level up to be pleasing unto God. You know, remember that. Everything we do is to be pleasing unto the Lord. It's not about us. It's about, is this pleasing God right now? Am I doing things that please God right now? Is what I'm giving to the kingdom, is it pleasing him? If it's not, I don't want to do it. Right. I don't want to do things that are displeasing to God. And that's why the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so it's, it's so good for every believer to always be introspective and say, okay, Lord, where am I at in my giving right now? Is this still taking faith yes, for me to do? Have a conversation with him. Is, Ask I mean, him. Just Talk feel it him. out even in your spirit. Like, yeah. okay, what I'm getting ready to put in the offering, is this even taking faith for me? Or am I about to go to Longhorn Steakhouse after this and spend twice this much without even thinking about it? 
You know, if that's the case. And with Christmas coming up. Well, that's Are the thing. you going to spend more on your your entire Christmas budget than an offering that you've ever given to the Lord? Yeah, and, and we we thought we've thought that way. It's like, okay, we have to make up in our minds who's going to be first in our life. Is it going to be the kingdom and God, or is it going to be us and our wants, us and our wants and desires? And 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 we started we we made up our mind, like cemented it in our minds. No, God's going to be first. His yes. kingdom's going to be first. We would never, trust me when I tell you this, this is not just us talking on a broadcast. It's how we live. We would never do things for ourselves that we've not done more for the Lord first. You know, I can't, and you've heard me say it in services. She knows it. I know it. You know, I've blessed my wife. I love to bless my wife. But I would never bless my wife with something that's more than what I've done for God. Because that would be a sign unto God you love your wife more than you love me. And I love my wife a lot, but I don't love her more than I love God. And so you understand that if I want, let's say, for example, I wanted to buy her a piece of jewelry or something. I can't imagine, you know, you go, you go out, Christmas is coming, her birthday, her birthday just finished. And I was able to get her a, an entire case of spam from Costco <laughs> and she'll be eating that for a long time. I thought you were going to say spanks. <laughs> Like I needed Spanx. Got her a whole case of Spanx that she'll be wearing for years to come. Um, <laughs> That's what I thought was coming out of your mouth. But, you know, her birthday like, just ended. I'm flabby. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is coming. And, of course, I want to bless my wife. I love my wife. But I can't imagine doing something for her first that I had not done for God already. You know, what does it, like, for example... You know, of course, we're married. She already has an engagement ring. She already has a wedding ring. Let's say I was going to go out and buy her another ring just to be a blessing to her, which is fine. I've done that too. But if I go out and find this beautiful ring, and let's say there's a ring out there that's that's a $3,000 ring or something like that, I cannot imagine, I can't fathom buying a $3,000 ring for my wife if there's never been a time in my life that I've been willing to put $3,000 in an offering plate. I can't imagine doing that. I can't imagine going out, you know, let's say you know, I, I bought my wife a $5,000 handbag. I can't imagine buying her a $5,000 handbag if I've never given God a $5,000 in an offering. You know what? That's me telling God, God, this handbag for my wife or whatever, um, she's portraying whatever image that she's portraying by carrying this handbag is actually more important to us than your kingdom. You know, I want my, I want people to see my wife carrying a Louis Vuitton handbag, you know, or, or, or whatever, a Gucci handbag or whatever, rather than, you know, I, I care more about her image in front of the people than I do your own kingdom. So that that's me saying, God, I'll take $5,000 that you've given me and I'll buy her something from, you know, Yves Saint Laurent or, or, or Gucci or whoever, but I, but I wouldn't put that in an offering plate. That shows God that he can't bless you any more than you're already blessed. That is a sign to God. Well, I guess I've taken them as far as they can go at this point because now they've taken my blessing and have made it more about them than my kingdom. And don't get me wrong here. God wants you to be blessed. I don't want anybody watching this broadcast to think that I'm speaking against having a Louis Vuitton handbag or having a Gucci or Yves Saint Laurent handbag. I'm not. I believe you should have it. I believe you should carry it. 
I believe you should walk in the highest level of prosperity that is available on the earth. I don't believe any foul woman that's out there. No, I'm talking about... No, I just... <laughs> no, I'm talking about like, you know, how, why should Nicki Minaj be able to walk around, you know, completely decked out in designer names, you know, with filth on all of her stuff? Walking around spewing, you know, Degrading why should, women why should Cardi B be women. able to walk around covered in Louis Vuitton print and the people of God have to walk around in rags and tatters? I mean, it, it, you sh it's ridiculous to think that God blesses his children and he blesses them at the highest level of blessing. Yeah. So if you're watching this broadcast and you think I'm talking down about Christians owning a Louis Vuitton handbag, you're missing the point. The point I'm making is, if I'm willing to go out and spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on a handbag for my wife, but I've never given that money in an offering, it shows God that I don't care as much about your kingdom as I do about my wife having this image of prosperity and carrying around a handbag. Now, God wants her to be blessed, and God wants her to have the desires of her heart. But what he wants more is the loyalty of our hearts. Yeah. That if you can make sure I will do anything for God, there is nothing that I won't do for him or his kingdom. I will always put him first. Remember this and write this in the comments if you're watching. If you put God first, he'll put you first. If you put God first, he'll put you first. You know, we just got a new house. Mm-hmm. And when I was listening to you talk about not buying something more than what you've given, I was thinking about, you know, what we gave to get that house. And we've given more yep. than what we gave to get that house. And I Absolutely. believe we were able to get provided. God bless us with the type of house we have because we have now given more than what we put down for that house. No question about it. No question about it. And the We thing didn't buy a house and gave that before ever giving that to the Lord. No question. And you know, that's what Matthew 6, 33 is all about. If you'll seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. You know, I, I'll, I'll tell this story because it, 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 it fits perfectly here with this. Um, and I'm not going to name the name because I don't want anybody sending them direct messages trying to hit them up for money. But um, <laughs> I, I've, you know, I'm blessed my wife is blessed, but we, we put God first and I've never thought to myself and I, and, and trust me, I like nice things as well, but I've never had to go to a place where I've gone and said, man, I wish I could have that. I wish I could have that. In fact, my pastor said this to me, uh, Bishop Rick Thomas. He, I was talking to him one day and we were golfing about something that I was believing the Lord for. And, and it was literally, it was the house that we don't now live in. And we were getting in a place where we were having to move out. We were actually being forced out of our other home, which was a rental at the time because we had just moved to Florida. We were literally being forced out because of something with the landlord. We've, we've always been the best tenants you could ever have. And I said, well, I'm not messing around with, with renting anymore. We're going to buy. And uh, I, I was talking to Bishop, and I think I told you this. And uh, I said, yeah, there's this house over here. I really feel my spirit. And he said something to me. He said, all you've got to do is put your heart on it. He says, if you'll put your heart on it yeah. and it becomes a desire of your heart, God will give it to you. He said, God will give it to you. It was less than five weeks. It was less than five weeks. And I'm telling you, when I tell you the house that we have now 
is far better than the one that we were renting, which was a nice house. Far better. To the point where neighbors that don't know Carolyn, <laughs> this makes me laugh. I wasn't even there for this, but neighbors that don't even know Carolyn met her for the first time at like a kid's birthday party or something. Like, oh, you're the one that has the house with the nicest view on the block. <laughs> That's right, baby. Um, That's me. But, 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 you know, I love that. He said, if you'll just put your heart on it, put your heart on it and God will give it to you. He gives you the desires of your heart. He said, when you make up in your mind and decide you're not double-minded, that's going to be mine. I put my heart on it. He said, God will give it to you. And God gave it to us. And you start to understand. So God adds these things. And then I, I was, um, and, and, I'm, and trust me, I'm, I'm very thankful for, for the blessings of God. I was just preaching. And recently, within the last couple months, um, friends of ours came to us and said, the, the Lord told me to, told us to get this for you, Brother Ted, talking about me, and gave me a box. And we were, at, we were actually, um, I believe, at a meeting, weren't we? We were at a meeting. And I opened up the box, and they had bought for me uh, a duffel bag, a Louis Vuitton duffel bag that I, you know, you think about that. Like, I did not purchase it, but I've given far more than that to the Lord, far more than that, whatever that cost for that Louis Vuitton duffel bag. I've given far more than that. To the Lord. So you think about the fact, I didn't have to go around standing in Louis Vuitton stores like, I really like that bag and I'm just going to start saving and believe in God that that bag will be mine. Like literally just doing what God called me to do, continuing to put God first. And as the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom and all his righteousness and all these other things will just be added unto you. They'll just be added unto you. You won't have to go chasing them down. They'll chase you down. Amen. You won't have to go chasing them down. They'll chase you down. And God has no issue, no issue with you being blessed. And Nick made a, made a point because people do say that. Yes. People, you know, we don't a, give to get, brother. This is something you hear your whole life. You know why you hear about it? About giving. I'm going to tell you why you hear it. Because there's a lot of people who have no impartation or spiritual fathers that have taught them properly right. about the word of God. If we don't give to get, then why did God make a promise in his word through the mouth of Jesus Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, shaking together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. So if God doesn't expect us to give to get, then why in the world did he create a promise that specifically says, if you'll give, I'll make men and women come back and right. give into your bosom, and you will receive what you more, far more than what you gave. If God's not planning to have us get after we give, then why does the Bible say in the book of Proverbs that um, any man or woman who gives to bless the poor, the Lord himself will repay them? If I'm not doing it to be blessed, why does God keep making promises? If you'll return unto me with the tithes and the offerings that you previously robbed me with, see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you don't have room enough to contain. Why? You know, why did God make a promise in Galatians 6, 7? Uh, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that will he also reap. God is always desiring to bless his people. And he set up the system of sowing and reaping so that he could release blessing into your life. But you, it's, it's important. And, and, to, to always be mindful, what level am I at? What level am I currently living at? Am I at a place 
where God can continue to bless me. See, the moment you put yourself first, it, it gives God the idea, oh, I see, that now that they have something extra in their life, they're, gonna, they're going to consume it upon all, all their own lust. You've consumed it upon your own lust. You've consumed it upon your own lust. God can't bless people that keep consuming the blessing upon their own lust. Not everything that comes into your life is for you. In fact, do you know that God has blessed me with things, nice things, night, and I knew the moment I got it, it's not for me. Mm -hmm. There's lots of times where I'll even be in a meeting and I feel to bless somebody, mm -hmm. and then somebody blesses me with that exact amount that I wanted to bless the person, and it's it's like you have to stay that faucet. Yep. You have to it's, stay this that. This one's not for me. That you have to stay that flow and be like, okay, yeah, I I could take that couple hundred dollars and get something I like or right. put it in the bank or do whatever. But you have to realize that you've got it now to give. Yep. It, it's that test. Am I going to hang on to this or am I going to sow it to get back more? That's right. And so there's lots of times, like he said, that people will give him something. And you have a knowing in your spirit. It's just literally it's not for me. a release. So when you get certain things like that, mm -hmm. don't even take it into ownership on your own. Yeah. Know that it's going to be automatically given and there's lots of times where stuff comes into my hand like I said and it's just like I'm just the messenger like the envelope I'm just here the Lord told me to give this to you and he used somebody else and a lot of times that's I believe that's a test to see mm -hmm. what you're going to do with that extra that you're getting are you going to sew it or are you going to keep it I remember somebody blessed me with a pair of designer dress shoes nice very nice remember that beautiful designer dress shoes I believe those were Louis Vuitton as well. Mm -hmm. And I knew, I mean, they were beautiful and they were nice. And uh, I knew they weren't for me. I knew that it was, it was something that I was supposed to sew to somebody else. It's always easy if you're going to get Walmart shoes. Oh, yeah. To give. Oh, I, can re, I could resell a pair of Walmart but, shoes. You but know, when something but comes when you into your life, you're like, oh, I like this. A couple thousand dollars. This is nice. You know. But I knew, when I, I knew when I got them, they weren't for me. And that they were, I was to sew them into somebody else. And I did. You know, sometimes that there's things that get put into your hand. That are actually to, to go. I, I actually blessed a pastor one time with a Rolex. I'm, I, I gave a pastor a Rolex, and he told me later. He said, "I knew the moment you gave that to me." He said that when you put it in my hand, that Rolex was not for me. It was for a pastor in Colombia, and he said the, the Lord spoke to me exactly who that man was, and so God will use you as a transfer or a, like we said, a conduit of His blessing. And so you know, if you allow greed to grab a hold of you, yeah. Everything that comes in your life, you're consuming it on yourself. This is mine, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine. That's not how God wants you to be. Be discerning. Is this for you or is it a seed that you're supposed to release? Sometimes stuff comes into your life and it's supposed to just go right through you. I've had watches and watches given to me and I know yeah. they're not for me, they're for somebody else. You have else. to know you're never going to be without. That, <laughs> never. And, and that watch and look what Letty said. that he gave away was not his last watch that he's ever no. received. But no. it could have been. If he didn't follow what the instruction of the Holy Spirit, then it would have dried up and the Lord would have been like, I can't even trust them where I spoke to them to give it mm -hmm. and they didn't give it. And then, you know, so a lot of people, they'll, they'll write in and question like, I, I, where's my blessing? Or I gave and I never received it. Right. And I always question, I'm like, are you sure? Are right. you sure you didn't receive it? Are you sure you didn't get your oh, harvest? They, because his word is if true. If they didn't, God's word's a lie. Right. And that's not the case. Uh, look what Letty said. Ever since I've been sewing into Miracle Word, I've never gone without, and my company has received Praise all God, new customers. Letty. Amen. We love you and your children. That's a wonderful testimony. She's also doing the 
Bible reading challenge, with yeah. Kids. Absolutely. There's and that's one. that's exactly true. Um there was another question up here I want to answer real quick. Uh who who asked that? Was it Dawn? Yeah. S- somebody up higher. Because she talked about the tithe being Yeah. Um, if the tithe is required of us, how can that be a seed of faith? We are required to give 10%, right? So if we do that all the time, we're already ble- are we, then we're already blessed or not? I believe I'm blessed according to the word. Thank you. Dawn is asking the question that's, what is the difference then between tithing and giving offerings? Your tithe is not an offering. Your tithe is something that is returned unto God. It is his. Of course, in the new covenant, everything we have is his. But the tithe is set apart unto God. It's literally a test of your heart. Will you honor me with this? Do you trust me enough to honor me with the tithe? The tithe is, I, I don't even think of it as, as giving. I think of it as almost like a payment. Almost like, a, and I don't want it to sound um, carnal, but it's, it's, it's the Lord's. I'm returning that to him. It's already his. And so I will say this to you. There is no giving true seed sowing uh, until you first tithe. So nothing is a seed. Nothing is a seed before you've released the first 10% of your income. And I would stand by that and behind that with everything in me in doctrine of scripture. Nothing is a seed until you've exceeded the 10% that, that re- is to be returned to God. Tithing was not abolished for the New Testament. The only things that changed when the New Testament started was that God fulfilled the law of Moses through Christ. And tithing existed before the law of Moses. It's something that existed. In fact, since the beginning of time, there has always been something that was reserved for God that man could not take part of. It was only for God. Look at Adam and Eve in the garden. God said, you can have the whole garden, but don't touch these. That was a type and shadow of the tithe to come. I'm giving you everything to enjoy. Just don't touch these. They're mine. And why did they get ejected? They took what was God's. Look at Noah. Spent his entire time on the ark. The whole earth was destroyed and wiped out. There were no animals left except what he had on the ark. You'd have thought, I need every last animal to replenish the earth. What's the first thing God had him do? Build an altar and sacrifice some of those animals to me. You say, well, no, I need, I need these for, for the earth. You know, No, give them to me. They were not Noah's, they were God's, and he could not take them. Yeah. There's had, always been something. You have to switch your mindset, too, because all, whole lives, we always say we're giving our tithes, and, you know, so people get that word giving yep. as, you know, seeing it as, as giving an offering. But really, if you have to, just till you get it, you know, in your mind there, just say, I'm returning my tithe. Yeah. I'm giving my offering. Yeah, there's because, no offering before the tithe is given. Because you're not, you're not giving anything. You're right. just returning to God what's already his. So if you have to switch that verbiage so it gets clear in your mindset that you're not going up and doing your giving on Sunday or you're giving, you know, whenever your church is open or whenever you give online, that you're, you're returning the tithe and, and I'm giving my offering to receive the harvest. Can you imagine, would people, people would think you were nuts if you asked to borrow their car. And then when you brought their car back, you were acting like you just bought them a car. I'm going to give you this whole car. How about that? Here's the keys. Yeah, it was mine already. You're not giving me a car. You're returning my car to me. And that's what the tithe is. 
You're not doing anything extra for God. You're returning to him what he's already let you hold. And it's the same thing. And so there's no seed before the tithe is paid. Right. There's no seed before the tithe is paid. Oh, you're, the only things you're giving as an offering is whatever you give beyond the 10% of your income that you've tithed unto God. And so, you know, people, we, we think about that in the natural and we don't even think like if I borrowed someone's car and then tried to act like I bought them when I gave it back. Or people haven't been tithing and then they go and give an offering. Yeah. So, well, I gave last Sunday. But, no, but, you didn't. But really that, that thousand dollars was needed to be seen as your tithe. Well, think about and this. And not your offering. So let's say, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give an example. You know what because I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. Like, I'm, I'm going to give an example because people don't get this. Let's, let's, let's just break it down. And I see, I see we're dropping viewers as we continue to talk about the tithe, but that's fine. It needs to be taught. Listen, Pe people only, will remain only, weak. You will only increase this way. If I make, let's just make it an easy round number. Okay. If I make $50,000 a year. Okay. We can know right off the bat, my tithe is $5,000 a year. That's my tithe unto God. 5,000 of my 50,000 belongs to God in tithe. I cannot negotiate that. I don't change the amount based on my circumstance. You know, there's people say, well, you know, I, I actually tithe about 7%. No, you're not. Tithe actually means 10th. Tithe means 10th. You're not, you're not tithing 7%. You're robbing 3%. So if I, if I make 50,000, 5,000 belongs to the Lord as my tithe. And let me, let me show you something. You should be tithing on what you make, not what you take home. Remember that. I must tithe on what Before I make, taxes. not what I take home. It's all my increase. doesn't matter that the government takes some of it. It's still everything I have belongs to God. So if I make 50000 a year and I only take home 37000 of it, I still have to tithe 5000 because all of it was mine. doesn't matter that the government took however from much. From the total. Uh, from, from, the, from the, not from the net, no. from the gross. Before the taxes. So I, I'm, I'm sitting there. Okay, we know my 5,000. Okay, so I know that um, that's my tithe. So if I go through an entire year and come in, <laughs> maybe so stupid, and I come in and I sit down at my Sunday and say, okay, let's just make it a, a nice round number. Let's say I make 52,000 and I know 5,200 is my tithe so that over 52 weeks of the year, every week I should be giving $100 tithe. $5,200 is my tithe. There's 52 weeks in a year. Every week I should be giving 100 tithe. If I come in and every week I put a $50 bill in the offering and say, see, I'm giving to the Lord. No, you're not. Because really your tithe itself should have been 100 and any seed you were going to sow beyond that should be after the hundred is already paid in tithe. That's how it works. So That's how you get blessed. If you're saying, I haven't seen what I gave, and you're sporadically tithing, then <laughs> that seed you said you gave really technically should have gone as your tithe. Think about so this. It's like you... That person Catch I just that person I just made an example. Let's just say that fifty two thousand a year, fifty two hundred is your tithe. That's hundred dollars a week. You could literally come into church every week and give seventy five dollars in the offering plate, and your finances still be cursed at the end of the year. You could literally walk giving seventy five dollars to the Lord every week and still be 
cursed in your finances. Never be blessed. Never see increase. You could still, you could be quote unquote giving, but you're not giving. That's the point. You're not even tithing. You're robbing from God. You're robbing from God. God cannot bless your house. Letty makes a great point. How can God bless your home if you don't bless his? What you make happen for God, God makes happen for you. You could literally come and say, well, I don't know why it's not working. I've been given $75 a week into the offering. Yeah, but your tithe alone should have been 100 and then any seeds. Now watch, tithe brings no harvest. Tithe brings no harvest. It opens the door for you to sow seed to bring a harvest back, but it brings no harvest by itself. So watch this. If all you did was give your tithe every week, it's not enough to be blessed. It is not enough to be blessed. Tithe doesn't bring a harvest. Tithing and offerings bring a harvest. And it's taught so strongly in our household that when we say tithe on anything we get, it's tithe on anything we anything. get. So we get money for our birthday. We People give us money. My kids get money. My kids know their birthday money. They add it up. They're going to give a tithe and an offering based on on, on any Even increase, the value of anything any we're money with. that they get, they're giving a tithe and an offering off of it. It's for not example, just because you get a paycheck. Let me give you an example. Let's say, for example, like, like the one I told you today, someone blessed me with a Louis Vuitton duffel bag. You need to determine, you know, okay, how much is that bag worth? Go on their website, find the value. How much did that bag cost to buy? Because that's part of my increase. And then I should tithe off that increase. Let's say if that bag costs $3,000, there's another 300 tithe that I'm going to give to the Lord. Why? That bag was part of my increase. Anything I'm blessed with is part of my increase. And that increase has attached to it a tithe value that needs to be returned to the Lord. And then we continue to sow seeds above and beyond the tithe. And God wants to bless you and your family. Without question, God wants to bless you and your family abundantly. And the reason I'm taking time for this today, and I felt it, we were going to talk about the one thing it takes to be <laughs> to receive impartation. Yeah. But this has been strong in my spirit to talk about this. And I know people need to hear it before we enter into 2020. Um, because God wants to bless you in this new year. Well, I've been getting a lot of messages asking about it. And then you have, and then I posted something on tithe on my declarations the other day. And of course, people want to argue with you. You know, where in the New Testament does it say about it? Um, I'd like to ask them, where in the Bible does it teach that the tithe was abolished? Right. Because the tithe is mentioned in the New Testament, in the book of Matthew, in the book of Hebrews. Apparently, in the book of Hebrews, when that book was written, all those years or however long after uh, the resurrection and ascension of Christ, apparently, people were still tithing. And that's, that. by the way, that book was not written to just Jews because it says Hebrews. It's not written to Jews that did not believe. It's written to Hebrew Christians. It's written to Christians. And so Paul, or, you know, I believe it was Paul, could be another writer that wrote Hebrews, that um, was addressing those Christians and referencing in chapter 7 the tithe that was given and saying that Jesus in heaven receives the tithes that are given. So apparently that it was still taking place or there was no need to write about it. You know, here men receive tithes, but there Jesus receives them. That's what the Bible's teaching in Hebrews chapter 7. Jesus said, yes, you should tithe, but don't leave the greater matters of the law undone. So you understand that there was, in order for anything to be abolished that Jesus did when he died on the cross, 
he would have to have become he would have to have been become that thing on the cross so for example the reason that we don't shed the blood of bulls and goats and lambs anymore for the remission or covering of sin is because not because God doesn't require blood anymore it's because Jesus became the lamb and shed his blood which is an eternal blood that stands eternally as our sacrifice so God still requires blood sacrifice it's just that Jesus blood sacrifice is eternal so we don't have to give an atonement offering anymore because Jesus Christ is the atonement offering yeah. but Jesus Christ so it, you could say the same thing because it was taught under the law of Moses that we should bless the poor. So what are you saying? We shouldn't bless the poor anymore because they were in the New Testament? You know, well, that's old covenant, you know, giving alms, that, that offering of alms to the poor. No, we should still bless the poor. Still bless the poor. We should still tithe. Jesus did not become the ultimate tithe on the cross. There's no scripture that says that. Not one. Not one scripture. Jesus affirmed tithing out of his own mouth. Also, free will offerings, or what we just call offerings, that was not abolished by Christ. It's still taking place. And I'll tell you another one. First fruit, it, first fruit offerings that went directly to the priest, yep. directly to the priest himself. Didn't go to the, uh, the storehouse, didn't go to, to God's work, went directly to the priest himself. God didn't abolish that. And I still give first fruit offerings and you bless the men of God. never written a personal check to, to your, your pastor. pastor do it. You need to do it before the end of this year. Is Absolutely. Up, without a doubt. Not to me, not to Carolyn, to your pastor. To your pastor. The one, the one who, who cares you. for you. The one who feeds you every day, the one who's praying for you every day, the one who's there, you know, standing when you in need, the gap for your children. <laughs> when you need counseling, who's standing there, who's giving, is pouring his life and dedication out to you. If you have never written a personal check not to the church not because you want to get a, a tax, tax break. break i mean like from your personal checking book to your pastor it needs to be done before the end of 2019 exactly it does need to be done god still honors and expects the first fruit offering and i bless men of god all the time not just my pastor but no. men of god younger than us older than doesn't us doesn't matter a man of god we will give to them i will bless them personally doesn't go to their ministry you know, so, well, you know, could you actually run it through your ministry so I could get the tax uh, a break? You know, we started, Joseph, with like 100. It's funny how it drops to 72 when you start talking about... Uh, Isn't he a pastor? Yeah. I think Joseph Oh, uh, my people. <laughs> Joseph is a pastor. <laughs> how many of my people watching? Tune on from everywhere. Jump, jump in. You know, so I, I want you to hear this because it's important. That, that's part of honor. We were going to get into that today. We, we don't, I don't have time now. We'll have to do it again uh, we'll, this week. We'll have to do it again sometime this week. But understand this. If you've never given a first fruit offering, I remember, I knew it. I, I remember this. For, <laughs> Brian and Nicole want us to define first fruits. It was literally, I mean, it's self-explanatory because when they would reap the harvest, it was literally the first and best of their fruits. It was the first and best of their harvest. They would bring the choicest portion and give it to the priest. Right. And literally, I remember the day, you know, I had been so blessed. I had been so blessed by, by Bishop Oyedepo's ministry for like, it had been like two or three years at that point that I'd been turned on to his ministry. And I was listening to him like every single day, you know, uh, I, I was, wasn't, I? I was listening to like every mm -hmm. single day and like multiple messages a day and got all his books and his, and his ministry was seriously blessing me. And I remember I traveled all the way to see him when in Queens, New York, 
uh, one of the first times that I'd ever, it was the first time I ever met him. And I remember having the opportunity to sow uh, into him the next time because when I was there, I was without my wife and I never travel <laughs> with. Rhonda. Uh, I'm glad I shared this before you spoke of first fruits. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but I remember that I was so upset because I I don't ha- I didn't have I don't carry the checkbook Carolyn does, and I had no cash on me and there was no they had on their envelopes they had no way to give by credit card. I was so mad that I could not um, I couldn't sow a seed to Bishop. Then I made sure the next time I saw him that I I went to where he was and before he left, not for his ministry, not for his church in Nigeria, not for his ministries in the states. To the man, I remember I, we we wrote a check for ten thousand dollars. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And I put it in the man's hand and said, "This is for you. I love you. Happy birthday. God bless you." And uh, and put it in his hand. Something that means something. Why? Because of the man that God's anointed. I honor the men that right. God's anointed. You don't give to them because you think they need it. No. Nope. It's completely out of honor for his position. Like, we 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 give to our pastor. Yeah, absolutely. At random times throughout the year, we'll just stick something in his hand, going golfing, he gives him something. You know, he'll say, I want to be prepared when I go. When he goes to meet men of God, he is always prepared. One time to give. I met a I met a man, a powerful man. And of our, God. our bishop is a wealthy man. Yeah. It's he doesn't need money from me. He doesn't need money from us. He's he's no a way. multimillionaire. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't need money from me, but he's an honorable man of God that yes. carries the anointing. And what I'm doing is I'm blessing a, a God that a man that God has anointed <laughs> I'm setting, and raised up. We're setting ourselves up. Yeah. For it. It's for my benefit, yeah. not for his benefit. Yeah, we're setting ourselves up. I'm giving, I'm actually, and you know, if anybody tries to hold back. So don't look at it. Say, oh, like, oh, I, don't give me that. I, I don't, I don't need that. that. No, no, no. And my bishop doesn't do that. He understands giving and receiving. But like I put in, said, don't try to reject my seed. Yeah. This is for my benefit, not yours. Yeah. You'll be blessed, but I'm going to be blessed. Covenant works both ways. It works both ways. I remember, this is a great story. I remember I was in an airport one time. Thank you, Draven. We love you. Love you, Draven. Um, Mr. Director. I remember um, that I was in an airport, remember this? And I ran into a, a powerful man of God. Yeah. And I was so mad. I, I met this and I was like, he was on my same flight going on my first leg of the flight. I was so mad. I was like, I've got no cash on me. I have no checkbook. And I had no way. And so I went to every, this was what ticked me off. It's like the devil didn't want me sewing a first for his offering. <laughs> I went to every ATM in the airport it was a smaller regional airport. I went to every ATM they had, and everyone was out of service. I was so mad. I was like, this is ridiculous. How can every ATM be out of service in an airport? Couldn't pull money out. So I called Carolyn. And uh, this he, we were close by where his church was. I he said, was just a couple cities yeah, and over I, from I said, I want you today to make sure you get a check. And I told her the amount that I wanted her to sew. And I said, I want you to... And I, I don't know if you drove it or how you did it, but I said, I want it on his desk by the end of today. I want it on his desk by the end of today, uh, this check for, you know, I don't was it $1,000? I don't remember what it was at the time. This was years and years and years ago. But I said, I want, and I went up and greeted him. I said, God bless you, pastor. Thank you for all you're doing for the kingdom of God. I want you to know my wife and I are sowing a seed into you personally today. And, put, and, and on his desk, I want it on his desk by the end of today. Why? Most people say, hey, you know, this is what this is the culture that I can't stand. Let me show you the culture that I can't stand. 
Hey, look who it is. It's 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 brother so and so. Hey, pastor, so good to see you. Would you mind if we just got a picture together? Can I can we just get a picture together for my Instagram? In this day and age, they don't even say pastor. Yeah, call, call people by their call first name. Pastors by their first names. Y'all need to be yeah. Matt. Yeah, that Cash App is now wonderful, <laughs> Pastor. I wish Cash App was available uh, back then. It was not available. We and, love Cash App. Absolutely. You can easily give. Now like I love that. it. And you don't have to think about it because as soon as the Lord impresses you to give something, you're always going to be, your flesh is going to try to talk you out of it. So uh, let me make a point real quick, by the way, for those that are watching. This, this is stuff that we don't often get into, but you need to hear it today. It's, it'll bless you. God said he will bless you and that people will come from every direction to be a blessing to you. That's what the Bible teaches. He'll cause men and women to give into your bosom, which means if you are not prepared to receive blessings in every way possible, then you're missing out on people that could bless you. I just talked about this with you in the car yesterday. Uh, you know, remember it, no. about knowing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. About knowing when people ask you or say something to not be like, well, I don't know, like have something. But not only that, here's what here's the point I was trying prepared. to make. How are you believing people are going to bless you and you don't even have a Cash App account? How do you not have a Cash App account in 2019? I said that to someone. How do you not have a PayPal? The other day. How do you not have a PayPal account in 2019? Said, you never know. How do you, you know. want to give to you. And yeah. And they're like, okay, I'll get it. Get Are them both, done. Get them both and set them both up. Cash App for me is better. It's faster. I just, I don't know. I just like the way it operates better. But they're both the same type of thing. Get Venmo while you're at it. <laughs> get Venmo, Cash App, and PayPal. You. I'll see you in a week. And, and and literally, God wants to bless you. How do you not have a cash app? How do you not have a PayPal? You know, there's people, you Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, whatever. People want to bless you. So have a way. Yes, Letty, I did fix mine. It's now MW Give. MW Give. Cash app tried to cancel our, our ministry cash app account. I have a ministry one and a personal one. And so our ministry cash app is MW Give. Have something so that no matter how people are sent to bless you, they can bless you. You know, you shouldn't be a believer in 2019 with a smartphone, you know, with your nose in Instagram and you don't have a cash app. You don't have a PayPal. People want to bless you and they are coming to bless you. Make the way available. Make the way available because God's going to send men and women to bless you in 2020. You know, people are going to come and say, hey, do you have cash app? Do you have PayPal? <clears throat> so, so, you know, what's the story? People want to bless you. Be available. That's right. And then, be available. I like that. Be be available, available. to be to be blessed. That's yeah, what that's we were talking right. Talking about yesterday. That, be available. Yes, Angela, that's correct. But 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 think, but think about what my wife was saying too, is that you don't even know what you desire for increase. You know, and people say, hey, uh, what what are you believing for? How you know if somebody? Let me just give you something. If you're a minister. If you're a minister and God sends somebody to bless your church or bless your ministry, say what you know. You got a businessman that God has sent, you know, from somewhere to feel feels like to be a blessing to you, and says, um, "So what, what is your church believing for?" Like, well, brother, we don't need a thing. I was like, well, you know, God sent him to be a blessing to you with the sole purpose of souling, sowing into your ministry. So he's like. Uh, well, we don't need anything, brother. Thank you for that. No, that means you've got zero vision. 
to do anything in the future. If there's nothing that can even come up in your spirit, what are you doing? You should have it ready. Well, this is what we're believing to do. This is how we're going to go about doing it. This is the plan we have set in place to do it. And that vision will stir his spirit. Yeah, well, God sent me to sow this seed, and I feel to sow into your church. If you're going to make a confession out of the verse that says men and women are going to give to me, yes. but you're not prepared to receive or have a vision or have an answer then what are you doing? What you're, are you, you doing? You're canceling out your confession. Right. It's nothing more annoying than when I take people or ask people what so-and-so wants or needs, and they have no answer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know what they're into. I don't know. We'll get to know what they're into. Right. I was telling him the other day, you know, your my <laughs> kids don't need anything. Right. They don't, they, they don't lack in any department. But I know things they like. Because when we travel or people at home and they say, you know, you're, I watch your daughter and, you know, she's a big help to me in the baby department or she's helped us in the nursery or, you know, I've worked with her and she, you know, my kids help out, especially when we're on the road in different churches. And they say, well, I, what is your daughter into? I'm going to have an answer for them exactly. because that is their portion. They are called to be blessed That's and exactly that is, right. what the, is what God wants. So I will have an answer. You know, if I'm always saying, well... I don't care, whatever you feel to do or whatever, you know, and don't be surprised when Cash App comes in, it's $25, you know, have a vision, have something that you, you know, you're calling and confessing. Like I said, men and women are going to give to me. I call, you know, people to give into my life and you're, you're raining down prayers and grabbing them from the skies. And then you have no answer for anybody when it's, exactly. called, it's time to give. So exactly. don't be surprised. Just don't be surprised. Angela, it's my it's my full name, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., for those of you that are asking. So, I mean, God wants to bless you. Be available to be blessed. Be available. Know what you're believing God know for in your and life. be available. Make yourself, put yourself in position to be blessed by tithing faithfully yes. and by sowing seeds. And I'm telling you, I mean, I, I really I really feel that strongly, that, you, that there are people watching that need to get involved sowing first fruit offerings into the men of God that have blessed them. Don't let your pastor, you know, if you. It is time to go to new level, folks. <laughs> if your pastor. I mean, I mean, not even like up a level. Like it's time to skip levels. Why you are you waiting until Pastor's Appreciation Sunday? So, so you can time. get your pastor a little bag of homemade beef jerky to put, you know, it's like, bless <laughs> your pastor. <laughs> It's like, I'm so blown away. They're <laughs> fasting for you, praying for you, staying up 24 hours on call. You know, if you're in the hospital, they're there. If your children have it, they're there. You know, bless. Bless your men and women Throughout of God. Throughout the year, I like that. Yeah, don't why are you wait waiting for, for Pastor's, Pastor's Appreciation. Appreciation Sunday so you can get a card that you don't even care about and stick a $5 Dunkin' Donuts gift card in it? Here's a drink for you, Pastor. We just wanted to bless you this year. It's not a blessing. It's an irritation. <laughs> It's a complete irritation that your pastor has blessed you for the entire year and you gave him a $10 Starbucks gift card. Unbelievable. Bless your pastor. Bless your pastor. Irritation. I know it is. It is an irritation. It is an irritation. You might as well not give to your pastor if you're going to go out and get him a $10 gift card. Hey, just want to bless you. Here's a $20 Chili's gift card. Like, just stay home. Just stay home with your $20 Chili's gift card. Yeah. Baby back, baby back, baby back. Well, we all pulled in and we sent them to a nice restaurant. Yeah, we all oh, pulled give together. Me a break. All the people of the church pulled together, Pastor, and we were able to get you this $100 Cheesecake Factory gift card. It's like, <laughs> wow, what a group of magnanimous, generous givers. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
Meanwhile, ugh, <laughs> just blows my mind how little people appreciate the things of God. It's obnoxious, actually. It's, it's like, it, I would rather not give to somebody than give them something that I'd be embarrassed be to give embarrassed. a 10-year-old at their birthday party. I was just going to say that. I would be embarrassed. Like, don't even put my name on Here's that Here's your $5 card. gift card. Don't even Get yourself put... a drink on me. No way. Give me a break. No way. Bless your pastor. Embarrassed. I know, right? You'd give... <laughs> I'm, oh, my gosh. Filtering in my head right now. <laughs> pastor, we all got together. We know you love Hobby Lobby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any passwords. Pastor, we wanted you to be able to go down to Cabela's and get a hat or something, so we got you this $15 gift card to Cabela's. $15. It's like, it costs me more to drive in my car and burn the gas to get to the Cabela's than the actual gift card that was given. Bless your pastor. Oh, Take boy. time. <laughs> if they don't give right, yeah, pastors need to be teaching giving. No question. But now I'm helping pastors by teaching this on my broadcast. So I'm a, I'm throwing an assist <laughs> to all the pastors. Yeah. And understand. We're giving you some material here. Yeah. Take it and run with it. Run with it. It's free. Don't wait <laughs> for your. And, and here's the other thing. I want you I want you to think about this. Most pastors, they need someone like me or or someone else. Most pastors aren't going to get up and speak on how you need to give them personal money. That's like no one's. You know, it would take a pastor that is extremely number one. Not they don't give a crap what people think about them and then number two extremely bold to stand up and preach and teach on the first fruit offering that you need to be blessing me and my wife with i mean like no pastor's gonna do that so it takes other men of god in the in the body of christ like myself and my wife who's a woman of god by the way she's not a man and um just to clear that up for everybody on the broadcast um in case you're wondering that, you know, it takes it takes men like me and, and others that are assisting the pastors. You know, pastors aren't the only ministry gift in the body. There's apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and Maybe. teachers. And so, <laughs> so stupid. And so, you understand, pastors aren't going to stand up and teach you that you need to be given a first fruit offering to them. But I'm telling you that you need to bless your pastor. He works hard and prays for you and fasts for you and studies for you and stands in the gap for you and is teaching you. And Paul said that if you've got a man that's that's ministering you to you spiritual things, then you should minister back to them natural things. And the laborer is worthy of his hire. And in fact, the men of God, the Bible says, are worthy of double honor. That's talking about yeah. finances. They're worthy of double honor. And so you should bless them. Bless your pastors. Anytime a blessing comes to you, involve your pastor in it and watch if God won't keep bringing blessings to you. Anytime a blessing comes to you, involve your pastor and see if God won't continue to bless you abundantly. See, I'm giving you these keys with my wife today because these are things nobody's willing to talk about. Almost zero. You know, people are embarrassed to talk about the tithe, let alone offerings above and beyond your tithe. You know, you hear some people talk, you'd think the tithe is like the end-all, be-all of the kingdom of God. Man, if you're tithing, you're on top of the world. No, it's just the open door into what God has for you. But people stop there and they think, well, if I could just get everybody tithing, that doesn't even get them blessed. That doesn't even get people blessed. You've got to give, sow seeds. You know, and here's what also bothers me. Well, brother, I... Uh, I give my tithes, you know, to other nonprofit organizations. Like I, I've actually had people tell me this. I break up my tithe. You know, I give 3% to the church. 
then I give 4% to the Salvation Army and I give another 3% to this organization. That's not tithing. You're welcome to donate to those organizations, but Salvation Army is not the church of God. You know, Chick-fil-A is not the church of God, clearly now. But I, I, it goes to the house of God. It goes yeah. to the house of God, not to some organization. You, you can't give can your tithe to the poor. Your tithe doesn't go to the poor. You've got to give also to the poor. You understand? So the, giving alms to the poor is a separate giving than tithing. So people get them all, they throw them all together like they're all one thing. They're not all one thing. And so you've got to stand. And if you want to truly be blessed, and I'm talking about to the overflow, as my wife and I have been, as our family has been, you know, it's not an accident. If you think it's an accident that all three, now four generations of the Shuttlesworth family have walked in the overflow and are blessed, it's not an accident. It's not an accident. It's something that our family learned from the Spirit of God and from the Word of God that have employed for, you know, if you think about 60 years of ministry for my grandfather, 40 years of ministry, 45 years for my father. Now we're coming up on 20 years of ministry. You know, that's all. That right there is 165 years of ministry experience. Now go into, now go into our children that are growing up. It's not an accident. It's not random that our entire family is blessed, that every one of them is serving the Lord, that every one of them is filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Every one of them is blessed abundantly. It's not an accident. It's not something God sovereignly did because he likes us more than other people. It's because we have leadership in our family that taught the principles of God, and the Bible is true when it says if you'll train them up in the way they should go when they're old, they won't depart from it. Arter, your pastor is doing something for you by standing in the pulpit exactly. preaching the word of God. The so fact that he's your pastor, Arter, is... That, that, that's what he is. That That's first That's first and foremost. That's why it's called first fruits. It's first and foremost. What, is, what are you wanting him to do? Like shovel your driveway when it snows? I don't, I don't understand. What if your pastor doesn't do anything for you? What do you think he's doing? I mean, standing in the pulpit... And getting that word and hearing from the and Lord praying and praying for you for and you fasting you for and you and believing for, for your you. family. It is doing it. It's it's not. He's we're not saying something physically for you. <laughs> People just haven't been taught. It's important to bless the men and women of God. God taught it. That's why it's part of the Scripture. That's inspired by the Holy Spirit. I want to see you blessed. Carolyn wants to see you blessed. We're going to pray for every person that still has the guts to still be watching after after this time teaching on tithing. And there's a good amount of you that are still watching on YouTube and Periscope and Facebook. But you, it's so funny because the people that are still watching right now are literally the cream of the crop. Yeah. The people that are still on this broadcast right now after an hour and a half, actually an hour and 50 minutes of teaching on this Listen. subject are the cream of the crop. The you, strong ones. You've you can tell that. You've got nothing to lose. Because the word of God is not a lie. He's not a lie. Only it says that men can be liars. And so you got nothing to lose. You apply the principles that God has given to us in his word that is alive mm -hmm. and sharper than two, any two-edged sword. You, you can't lose. That's why people are like, it didn't work for me. I tried. You didn't try. Because if you actually tried it, you would never lose. You would only benefit from the word of God. So when people always say, I tried this thing and it didn't work, you, you, I already know you didn't try. There's no way you can try the word of God and hold it to him in the promises that he says that are readily available to you 
and that it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So that's one excuse that when people tell me they they tried this they tried this thing they tried this giving thing they tried this faith thing they tried this believing in healing thing and it didn't work. His his word never lies, so it always goes to show me that they didn't try. Right. It always it. works when you do it. it. They didn't try. I know it could sound harsh to say that, but I'm saying it. People that tried giving, <laughs> people that tried tithing one time and said it didn't work, is just as stupid as someone going to the gym one time and lifting weights once and looking in the mirror and saying, "Man, that didn't work. I just lifted weights. I still look the same." No, it's continual faithfulness that brings the blessing of God. So we're gonna pray for every one of you today and believe God for increase in your family and your household. And don't forget that we want you to send what you're believing for in 2020, Wednesday morning. We're having the breakthrough prayer service right here, and you're not going to want to miss it. And we're going to stand with you and believe for increase. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for every person today that's watching on this broadcast. Lord, would you bless them. Lord, would you please increase them in this new year. And don't wait, Lord. Begin in December. Bless your faithful people. I pray that such a violent increase would hit their ministry and hit their life, that not only would they see your blessing, but I pray that people around them that don't even serve the Lord would be able to recognize clearly the hand of God upon their life. And as your word says in Psalm 126, that not only will you fill our mouths with laughter and fill our tongue with singing, but it will be said among the heathen, the Lord has done great things for them. And so Lord, let that be our story for throughout December and into the entire year of 2020 that everyone will see the blessing of God that's upon our lives and in our homes and in our, on our children in Jesus' name. Put the largest seeds in our hand yes. that we've ever sown in the year of 2020. Let the largest sowing we've ever done take place in this new year, which means the largest harvest we've ever seen are coming back. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you yes. and we give you all the praise in the mighty name Amen. of Jesus. You know, Amen. Real quick, I think it was Sarah who said she had an amount she wanted to give before the year was up and mm-hmm. if it was like okay to believe that way. And yes, because the word of God says that he puts the desires in your heart. You've aligned your heart with God's heart to mm-hmm. give a certain amount before we the year that. is up. And you know what? Don't like get nervous like, oh, it's November's coming to an end. The year ends December 31st. So hold on to what you want to give and what your miracle is mm-hmm. for the rest of the year. That's don't, right. Don't feel like, you know, the walls are caving in on you. God put that in your heart. He's going to do it. Keep giving, keep sowing, and you're going to get that harvest to give what you want. Because that benefits you and it benefits God because he wants you to give. He wants to see your increase. So it would be silly for him to hold out on a desire that he gave you in his heart. That's right. To increase you and increase the kingdom. Because I know you said there were some ministries you wanted to give to. Mm -hmm. So it works in everyone's benefit. So just keep pressing in and keep believing and God will provide for you on that. Absolutely he will. And we do that. We set a goal in our heart to set to sow a certain amount and, and to be able to continue to do more than we've ever done for the kingdom of oh, God. Oh, it was Chanda. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I it was a while back and I was reading a bunch of names. So yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Mark Hankins quote, if you get addicted to giving, God will fund your habit. That's love exactly Mark right. Hankins. We love him very much, love Joel. Him. If this has blessed you today, if you've seen things in this teaching you've never seen before, step out and sow a seed by faith today. Step out and sow a seed by faith, whether you use Cash App, PayPal, or if you go to the website, miracleword.com. You can even do it in the comments section if you're watching on Periscope or Facebook. Hashtag donate. Sow a seed by faith. 
Put God first today in your life. Put him first in your ministry. Put him first. Let me say this, which, I've, which I, I did not say during the broadcast. If you've got a ministry, if you've got a business, those things should be giving as well. Our ministry is a giving ministry. We give. Not just personally, our ministry gives. If you've got a, a business, remember back when I owned a business, it was my, my own company mm -hmm. that was a, a marketing and design company. My business gave. I made sure seeds went out of my business. Why? Because I want God to bless my business. Why do we sow from our ministry? I want God to bless my ministry. I don't want to just increase personally in my ministry struggle. I want everything to be blessed. Yeah. And so if you've got a business, I want to encourage you, partner, this is what me and Carolyn have prayed. We're stepping into some of the greatest soul winning opportunities that we've ever seen. Partner with your business to Miracle Word Ministries. We have lots of businesses yeah. that partner with Miracle Word. And I'm encouraging you, if you've got a business, if you've got a ministry, partner with us and watch what God will do through you as we're going into these soul winning endeavors and seeing people come into the kingdom of God. And if this has blessed you today, take a step of faith. And thank you to every person that's already sown seeds. We love you. We, we do pray for you and we believe God for your increase. But uh, if you're watching on Periscope, YouTube, Facebook, you can go to MiracleWord.com. If you'd like to partner with us on a monthly basis, it's MiracleWord.com and you can click on the partner tab and, and right there you can sign mighty up. Mighty men and mighty women. That's right. Mighty men and women of God and uh, believing God to see increase in your house and your life. Don't forget all new stuff. Draven, if you've got those posters, pop yeah, them back up again. Yeah, up before you leave. Order Brand them today. Brand new posters available for the kids uh, with the faith confession on top of the, uh, uh, we've got white and then we've got one on top of purple that will really, you'll love yeah. it. It'd be great for the kids in their room. Shop.MiracleWord.com. Shop.MiracleWord.com. And you can grab your posters starting today. They're available. And then don't forget, you can come back, Draven. You don't forget um, next week, the kids Facebook live party yeah. uh, we'll for the completion. We'll post an advertisement for it. Love you a lot too, Pastor Mike. Yes. Uh, and, and, and next week we're going to celebrate with your children. We're going to do giveaways for your kids. Uh, just to say, listen, thank you for being involved with the kingdom of God. And they should always know there's a blessing that's attached to being involved with the kingdom. And we have a big reveal that I'm so excited about. It's I'm just going to say it. No. Carolyn's pregnant. No, no I'm okay. not. <laughs> oh my gosh. With vision. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Mindy said yay. I'm not sure if she said yay about that. No. Uh, yeah, this is my this is my father's studio, Angel. That's why it looks so. Uh, it looks so. Uh, it looks so uh, familiar to you. We love you guys so much. Uh, love you guys too, and thanks for hanging with us. Thanks for being with us today. I know it was longer, but this was in my spirit today, and I know we had to. I know we had to get this out no, for you guys. No, it's in my spirit. No, it's in my spirit. No, it's in my spirit. Shanda, we love you and Matt as well. You know, somebody asked a good question oh, yeah. earlier about us and if we decide what we're going to give Oh, that's right. Church. I forgot that question. Go and, ahead. Um, and, and honestly, we don't. We don't ever. But we're always in unity about always it. Always in unity. The Holy Spirit, I mean, just until the last two years, we're, we're sitting next to each other. We never used you know. to. We did not like but, each other. Uh, so yeah. on opposite sides He's of the church. He's usually up on the platform, you know. Love you, Bonnie. But uh, Thank you, Don. Nope, we don't. We just actually let the Holy Spirit speak to us and confirm it in both of us mm -hmm. when we get and it's, together. And it's, it's in unity. It's, we always have the same. So if that's not something you do yet, 
practice it because you know it actually forced us to do that by being separate so much in church because I've actually had a lot of people say well how do you guys know what to give yeah so do things that are out of the usual to force yourself to live by faith to listen to the Holy Spirit's voice more do something that that makes you forces you out of your comfort zone and if we don't if, if there's ever a time where we don't hear the same thing Carolyn's wrong anyway no <laughs> <laughs> I love when you're on the broadcast. You're a good broadcast I'm friend. I'm not coming back. You're a good broadcast friend. Thanks. I love you. I love you. Yes, Jeremiah, it was a great week. Mindy Spencer's causing yeah. trouble in the comments section. I'm just going to say it, say it. I'm just going to come out and say it. And she's going to be penalized. All those tattoos. People she's gonna, with tattoos she, always cause trouble. You know what it is? That carnal, that carnal tattoo spirit. She's going to be penalized. trouble. We love you guys. Oh, I know. We're, we're, we're going to be back again. Um, I'm going to be back at Calvary Temple next Sunday. <laughs> yeah, Sunday Jeremiah, morning and night. Get so get ready. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Mindy, we love you and Brent a lot. Miss you guys. And uh, thanks, guys, for hanging with us today. Don't forget to check out MiracleWord.com and shop.miracleword.com for the posters. And uh, we've got more for you. I'll be back tomorrow morning, 1030 a.m. And then Miss Beautiful. I'll be back on Wednesday. For the prayer service. Send us those prayer requests. School tomorrow. School tomorrow. Uh, Carolyn is now in fifth grade. Um, <laughs> and first grade. So Wednesday morning, send us your prayer requests. Info at MiracleWord.com. We love you guys. Jenna, you are hired again after the end of the broadcast. Put your stuff back in your desk. Who said that? Love you. Have a blessed and a wonderful day, and we'll see you in the morning at 10.30. Love you guys. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.